Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3 Life. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we're committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Positivity and having a growth mindset is what we're about. Every day, we have the opportunity to better ourselves and our world. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3 Life. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. We're here in the eighth Sunday of Ordinary Time. We're discussing God's Word. We're contemplating and reflecting upon matters of the heart, and we're getting ready and preparing for Lent, which is upcoming soon. And it's really important for each and every one of us to call to mind the things that have continued to shape us in the new year. We're almost two full months into this new year. We're continuing to journey on with God and be open to where he is calling us to be. Today in our readings, we're hearing some really important and impactful messages from the Lord. First of all, in the first reading from Sirach, we're going to see how God continues to move in our lives and in our hearts and challenge us when it comes to our faults and testing us in order to be perseverant in order to be a people that can be resilient and to trust in him more. So that way, we, when we're tested, we can stand firm. And then the second reading, when we see from the reading of 1 Corinthians, we're going to be challenged yet again. And it all comes down to what we're being about and how we're living. When it comes to sin, or are we allowed to be Persons that live in freedom of God, in holiness and in righteousness, in order to live in the way that God is asking us to live and to be victorious in the Lord, so that way we can be of good, steadfast faith and that our labor is not in vain. Finally, in the gospel message today, we're going to see this common thread from Luke that Jesus is talking about this parable of a blind person. And he's talking about how sometimes that we can be hypocritical and we can challenge other people or call them out on their own sinfulness or maybe the things that they're struggling in life. But we have to take care of ourselves first and get right with the Lord to be able to go to him and to receive that forgiveness, to be in a good standing, to be in the holy matter. So that way we can too produce righteous and produce beautiful and good fruit in order to be a representative of the faith because Not only from the fullness of the heart does the mouth speak, but also from the things that we do, from our acts and the things that we are able to be a representative of the faith in the works that we do, we represent the faith as well. So we're going to dig deep here into the scripture. We're going to contemplate and to share with you what God has a message at the heart so that way we can be a people who lives by faith, who's growing and always being open-minded to where Jesus is calling us to be, who he's truly trying us to have a person in ourself that is willing to do God's will above all else and to be a representative and a righteous man or woman that's journeying on to heaven. In first reading, Sirach 27, 4 through 7. When a sieve is taken, the husks appear, so do one's faults when one speaks. As the test of what the potter molds is in the furnace, so is in tribulation is the test of the just. The fruit of a tree shows the care of its hand, as it has had. So too does one's speech disclose the bent of one's mind. Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that people are tested. So we're here seeing that we are tested. 
And as Jesus and God the Father continue to mold us and shape us in our life, if we're open to it, if we're malleable, we are tested as in fire. Oftentimes in our life, there are things that come up that we cannot explain. There are happenings that maybe we would even disagree with or don't want to take place because they're uncomfortable. But it's in these times, maybe even in the greatest of sufferings, that we can draw closest to our Lord. You have to remember that Jesus, he suffered on the cross for us. And he's there walking with us now and wants to call us to himself so that way we can become a person that's truly one in line with him and the Father. How does that happen? Well, if we just live in comfortability, if things are just going our way all the time, so oftentimes our human nature is to forget about what God really wants for us, what the matters of the heart are. We get caught up in the ways of the world. And that's not to say that everything in this world is bad. No, not at all. But what happens is if things are going too easily or our life is just, you know, meandering throughout it and we're not called to be challenged, we're not tested, if we're not molded and shaped by the things that might be hard, we oftentimes will lose our path of faith. We'll wander away, we'll drift from God because things are maybe a little bit too comfortable. But when we get out of that comfort zone, when God calls us out of it, into the wilderness, so to speak, what happens here is we're being able to be molded. And in that furnace, in that testing, when the pottery is heated up, it's in that kiln that we can be solidified in the Lord. And it's really important for us to understand and call to mind the times in our life that we have been challenged lately. The things that have been uncomfortable, the the wilderness experiences, maybe even the desert moments when we felt like possibly that God was far away. But it's in those moments that he's actually the closest of all. If we take a deep breath, if we're able to reflect upon life and call to mind those times that were extra challenging, how we were able to persevere through it. Because if it doesn't break you, it can make you. And it is a great line and chain of events, a symposium where things are interweb connection of people and places and encounters and these happenings that ultimately carry you to where you are today. And it says here, the fruit of the tree shows the care it has had. The fruit. We're going to see this again and again in the readings that fruit is born. So you're either going to bear good fruit or bad fruit. And that fruit comes from the matter of the heart. You know, it's not just one day people just wake up and they start saying, I want to do good things for others. I want to be somebody in this world that's making a difference, that's impacting lives. That comes from the heart. You know, unfortunately, because of our fallen human nature, so oftentimes we are a sinful people that is self-centered. But if we continue to call to mind what God has called us truly to be, we allow him to mold us and to shape us, to not only mold our minds, but mold our hearts as well, then our hearts can be on the things of God. And that selfishness will go away and the unselfishness will be what is born within us and be carried out throughout our lives. You know, Jesus was always talking about the first shall be last and the last shall be first. If you want to be my disciple, then you have to take up your cross. You have to follow me. Not only follow me, but you have to be willing to do things for other people, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you might not want to in your earthly physical self, in order to be able to show that God is about love, that he is about justice, that he is about peace, and then he wants others to come to him. Our faults are sometimes the things that keep us from the Lord, but it's actually in those times that we are supposed to run to him. 
to go to him and to not close ourselves off, but actually remain open. Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that a people are tested. We're tested every single day. Anytime we leave our home, we go to the workplace, when we're going to school or in the community, when we go to simple places like the grocery store, there are going to be things that come up. There are going to be things that cause us to really lead out and live out our faith. Are we doing that? Think about that for a moment. And then in those times when maybe you have fallen to reflect upon how, God, can I draw closer to you and be more like you and your son to have a heart filled of love? Because if love is in the center of our heart, if the righteousness of God, if we thirst for justice and peace, and we really want to exuberate that joy and to share that love with other people, then we will speak in that way. We will live in that way. Our attitude, our actions, and our character will be reshaped. Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit ef3life.com for great faith-based books and resources like my latest inspirational work of literature entitled The Saint Next Door, Practicing Heaven by Living Love and Discovering God's Holiness Within. A special thanks to Bishop Ed Sharpenberger from the Diocese of Albany for his endorsement and contributions. Check out other books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within, and more episodes of this podcast as we journey on together to grow closer to the heart of God. For the latest updates, follow us on social media at EF3Life. And as always, keep living life to the fullest. And the second reading we have here is from 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 58. It says, Brothers and sisters, when this which is corruptible clothed itself with incorruptibility, and this which is mortal clothes itself with immortality, then the word that is written shall come about. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. There's so much richness, so much beauty here. There's so much challenge that's called to mind here from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, that's who we are. We are a people that might have been born into sinful nature. However, God is asking us to be clothed with holiness, with righteousness, with incorruptibility that we cannot do for ourselves, but we are allowing him to enter into our lives. So we're going to have a heart like his. Take away my stony and fleshly heart, O Lord, and clothe me in your sacred heart. How do we do that? Sometimes I often wonder, how is this possible? You know, I, I have so many insufficiencies and in ways that I struggle with. Maybe you're somebody who's had, you know, an addiction or you've battled something that's really difficult in your life. There have been challenges that have been really hard to overcome. Jesus is the way. Well, how we cl- grow closer to the Lord Jesus Christ oftentimes is through Devotion to the Blessed Mother. Think about this for a moment. Jesus' mother Mary carried him in her womb. She was asked by God the Father to be the mother of the Savior of the world, the mother of the church, the mother of the world. And in her womb, the Lord was. He was born. And her spouse, the Holy Spirit, which is to teach us all things that Jesus sent to us and into the world to be that teacher, to be that God, to be that light. 
And Mary here is able to help us to grow closer to the sacred heart of her son because she knows him better than anyone. She has this beautiful nature, this human nature, but also she is crowned with righteousness. And God has set her apart as a special, beautiful person who is without sin. And in doing so, God allowed her to enter into our lives there at the foot of the cross, where it came full circle when Jesus said to the blessed disciple John, Behold, this is your mother. And then she said to and then he said to his mother, Behold, this is your son. Behold, hold on to her. Ask her to intercede for you in your life. Ask her to be there to help you to grow closer to her son because she wants to. She wants to as your mother and as somebody who just loves you so much. She wants to embrace you in the mantle of her arms. No, we, I was just at the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. And it's just amazing and beautiful to see the devotion to the Blessed Mother people going there. The most renowned holy site in the world. More people visiting Mexico City at Tapiac Hill where Our Lady, Mary, appeared to Juan Diego, 1531. The greatest conversion that has ever happened in human history that over 9 million people in a span of 7 years converted to the Catholic faith. Why? Because... Our mother desired it. She thirsted for their heart because she wanted to take them and all of those who were living a sinful life, this heathen type of lifestyle, human sacrifices in the millions, the Aztec culture, which was brutal and terrible, which is just giving up elderly and, and children and the sick in order to make the sunrise, at least they had thought. Death is swallowed up in victory. That death was swallowed up in that victory because the Lord made a miracle happen when Mary appeared to Juan Diego. And then when Juan Diego took those roses to the bishop as a sign of faith on that cloak that he was wearing, on that cactus fiber sack that he was wearing around his, his back, appeared the image of Mary, a beautiful woman clothed in stars with the moon at her feet and the sun radiating from her mantle. And these miracles are things and ways that can transform our lives. We have to enter into it. We have to ask. We have to pray. We have to seek and heed that guidance. And Mary, the mother of the church, wants to lead you to her son. She's going to help you to swallow up that victory and to overcome that death and sinfulness in your life because she is full of that grace. It even says it in the scriptures. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. The fruit of your womb. And that's what we're talking about here today. We're talking about the fruit, the labor of the faith, the fruitfulness of living out holiness and righteousness in our days, in a world that really needs it, in a world that is plagued by death, is plagued by sin, is plagued by selfishness, is plagued by people who want to be a me-first culture. Certainly, it is a very big challenge to live out your faith. But if you do so, if you stay steadfast, if you're tested in the furnace of the fire and you're somebody who's willing to allow God to enter into your life, things will not only improve for you, but you will be a radiant joy to other people. And that's why St. Paul's saying here, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. 
But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Your labor will be full of fruitfulness. Why will it be full of fruitfulness? Because you're doing something that's countercultural. You're doing something to impact other people. You are thirsting for what Jesus searched for on the cross, which was souls. When you thirst for souls, when you have this desire in your heart to look out for not only somebody in this world, but for eternity because you care about them internally. You desire to love them as Jesus loved them because your heart was transformed and you were changed. Then you too will be able to lead them to the heart of the Son and to the Father. Because in order to know the Father, you have to know the Son. And the Son, Jesus Christ, when he was hanging on that cross, he said, I thirst. Why did he say I thirst? It wasn't because he was physically thirsty. But he was thirsting for the hearts of people who had strayed far away. And he's still thirsting for you, my brothers and sisters. There's not a day that goes by, there's not an hour that goes by that Jesus doesn't thirst for you. He desires you. And the thing that really changed it all for me was really understanding that this is all about a personal relationship with our Lord. And that's why you have to stand firm in the faith. You have to be steadfast. You can't be flimsy or fold up like a cheap card table when life hits you like a ton of bricks. And I understand that that's easier said than done. There are times in our life where we feel like we just want to give up. We want to throw in the towel that things don't seem fair. And maybe we even get angry or upset with the Lord. We might wrestle with him. But so did Jacob and so did Abraham. And so did the other fathers of the faith. So did people who have gone through many generations before us. But when you stand firm in the faith, when you do not waver, when you truly believe and you trust in God's plan for your life, what happens is even in those trials, even in those moments of the valley, even when you're carrying that cross, you actually will draw closer to the Lord because in the suffering you're united with a suffering like His. And because you chose to suffer like His, because you carried that cross, you will also reap the rewards of eternal life with the Lord, the righteousness, because of His grace and fidelity and mercy. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Be right back at it in a moment. The Life Till the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit ef3life.com for more episodes of this podcast, as well as resources and books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within, fiercely taking on life to achieve victory with God, leading you every step of the way. And make sure to follow us at EF3 Life on social media. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. We're here today on the eighth Sunday of Ordinary Time. We're talking about God's fruitfulness in our lives, this transformation that can happen. You know, just a Sunday ago, we were talking about the transfiguration. I was in Mexico City on mission, and we were discussing and discovering God's love in our lives by encountering and embracing the poor. Now, here today, we're discussing how by being steadfast, by being perseverant, by being people that are unwavering in our faith when we're tested and we're tried, when we're in the fire, when we're in the valley, that God actually draws us closer to himself and he can help us to overcome anything and everything in our lives if we allow him to do so. Because victory is what he won on the cross. There is no death that Jesus can't overcome. He overcame the cross. He overcame the grave. He embraced it. He embraced the suffering so that way he could lead us to new life. And soon we're going to be celebrating Lent. We're going to be preparing for Easter, the holy and righteous season where the resurrection happens. 
Before the resurrection, there was struggling, there was suffering, and then there was death. There was a tomb, there was a waiting period, and then the resurrection happened. In our own lives, we have to embrace this journey that we're on. We have to understand that God has a plan. We have to trust fully in him. We have to believe in the power of the love, the word of the God that is among us, that lives with us, Emmanuel, God who is with us and in us, and through the Holy Spirit to cling onto the hope of righteous salvation, as well as the beauty that is in Mary, our virgin blessed mother, who continues to draw us closer to the heart of her son. In the first reading, again, we were talking about the fruitfulness and also enduring perseverance during trial. And each of us goes through these times in our life, but we shall bear good fruit even in old age if we declare that the Lord is here and we are not like a flimsy board or something that's going to fold up when things get hard, but we can bend like a palm tree, that we can be strong and firm in our roots of the faith. But where does that start? That starts with digging deep with God. It starts with having a personal relationship with him. And I'm challenging you and I'm calling you today because the fruit of your work comes from the matter of the heart and the heart is molded and shaped. The faith is solidified when you have that relationship with the Lord. And some people might be thinking today, how do I get that? How do I get there? I really desire it. Well, it's pretty simple. Doesn't mean that it's easy. Doesn't mean that things are gonna always go your way, but it's actually quite simple. It takes time. It takes spending time with God every day in prayer, listening to him, coming to him with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your dreams, with your admirations, with these things that you really desire and contemplating life and being reflective upon it and seeing where this journey is taking you as well as how are you being shaped and changed each and every day and where is life going and being open to him entering into your life, surrounding yourself around good people, around other believers, diving into his word, even that means just two minutes reading the word of God, because that's how he speaks to us, how he talks to our heart, and then quieting ourselves in prayer from time to time. You know, when we're requesting things that's good, when we're praying for other people, that's beautiful. But sometimes we just got to sit back and we got to listen. And by listening to God, he can speak to our heart. He can show us where he needs us to be and where he wants us to change. We have to surrender. We have to lose control. And that's one of the hardest things. We want to be in control of everything that's happening in our life. But in order to produce this fruit, in order to allow the Lord to work on our hearts so we're not laboring in vain, but we're here on this earth for a specific reason and purpose. God is the one who saves us. Yes, that's absolutely true. But it's up to us to invite others to journey on to heaven with us. He's asking us to thirst for souls. And how do we do that? Well, we do that first by having a relationship with him, by being in good standing with the Lord, by asking for his forgiveness, for his grace and his mercy in our lives, and then being the forgiving and gracious and loving people that he calls us to be for others. Because people will see it by our works. They'll see how we're living our life. And then we'll also see from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's just so powerful here because we can overcome anything in our own life and we can help others to overcome it in theirs. We can show them and lead them and guide them as God asks us to do so because this is about life. This is a matter of salvation. This is a matter of joy in this world and life forever in the world to come. You might be thinking to yourself right now, wow, this is really heavy stuff. This is really something that I haven't thought about a lot lately. It's something that's really important in a matter of the heart. 
might even be hard to hear for certain people out there, but this is truth. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he wants you to come to him and to the Father because he wants your heart to be filled with that joy, with that peace, and with that love that nothing can separate us from God's love. So we're going to take a look here now at the Gospel, Luke 6, 39 through 45. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher. But when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person, out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good. But an evil person, out of a store of evil, produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus would often talk in parables, and sometimes people will wonder why was this the case. But when he was sharing stories, it can help people to relate to them. But it also challenged them and us to really listen to what God is saying to us today. To really think about how does this apply to my life and how can I live out a true life of faith. Certainly, if we're blind, we can't guide another blind person. Well, how do we see? We see when we're open to the Lord and allow Him to take the scales from our eyes. We see when we understand that sometimes we have to be a little bit more humble. He must increase, we must decrease. But we have to be stand firm in our faith. How do we do so? We do that by training ourselves up, by entering into a life with God, by having that personal relationship, digging into the word daily, and it happens little by little. It's not going to happen overnight. You might want it to happen overnight, but it's going to take time. Think about it as like an athlete you're training. Somebody who's physically getting after it in the gym, who's doing wind sprints, who's continuing to do calisthenics, who's lifting weights. Maybe you're a runner and you're training for a marathon. You know, you don't go out and run that 26.2 miles right away, right off the rip. You'll be out of gas in no time. But you build yourself up. And that's what we have to do with our faith. It's continuously building it up because if we don't, we fall back behind and we're not who God is really created us to be. But if we build ourselves up, if we continue to rely on him and we trust in him and we spend that time day by day in his word, in prayer, going to mass, receiving the Eucharist, that's something that's so powerful and so important. It's something that sometimes loses an emphasis because people don't think about what it truly is. The body and blood of Christ living inside of you energizes you, gives you that spiritual food and nourishment, changes your heart. It changes you from the inside out. That's why I'm a big proponent of not only going to Mass on Sunday, but going throughout the week at least one other time. And if you're able to build yourself up 
each day to be able to go for the 20 or so minutes of daily mass. It will change your life, people. Why? Because Jesus is living inside of you, and it's not only you who's living, the Spirit of God, the Creator of the world, the universe, the one who loves you more than anything is living inside of you and giving you the life bread, His body and His blood to live through you and to transform you each and every day to the person that He's calling you and asking you to be His disciple. So when you are in that right place with the Lord, that doesn't mean that you're going to never sin again. That doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. But what that means is you're open to God, you're receptive to Him, and that you're willing and able to do what is good and is right, even if it's hard. And by living in that holiness and righteousness, by thirsting for it, as Jesus said, blessed are those who thirst and hunger for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When you live by that and you're in it each day, when you're in the Spirit, people will see a difference about you. That doesn't mean you have to go out on a street corner and start preaching, okay? That doesn't mean that you're condemning people, certainly not, but you're embracing them, you're inviting them. It's an invitation into the communal church, the body of Christ throughout the world. You're leading that helping hand. You're going out there and seeking out ways that you can impact other people's lives to enter into them and it will organically happen. When you care about other people enough, whether it's people in your own family, whether it's friends, coworkers, people in your community, these conversations are going to take place. They will notice how your living is different than the ways of the world. And then when those splinters are removed from your own life and maybe even you get vulnerable enough to share that with other people, that you didn't have it all figured out and you still don't, but that by God's grace, he's the one who changed you, then more people will be able to notice maybe the things in their life that they need to set aside. Maybe they will then understand that by entering into a life in the spirit, into a life of faith, by allowing God to sink into their heart, that their life could be filled up with so much more peace and so much more joy. For EF3 Life and the Life to the Fullest podcast, I'm your host, Dan Jason. Make sure to visit EF3Life.com and check out my latest release book, The Saint Next Door, as well as other nonfiction faith-based texts and children's books like Jesus Loves You and Is Your Friend. Follow us on social media at EF3Life. And as always, keep living life to the fullest. Jesus says it here, a good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its own fruit. You will be known by your fruit, and the fruit of your labor will be so much more ripe if you allow God into your life. See, we can only do so much on our own. Certainly, it does take time. It does take intentionality, and we have to actually physically do it. But God's going to give you the spirit on the inside to want to do it, to desire to do it, to get out there each and every day, to bear that good fruit. And he will make it ripe. Not only ripe, he'll make it multiply. You look at the little boy who came to the side of the Sea of Galilee where they were gathered and there were thousands of people, upwards of 5,000 people. And all they had was some loaves and a few fish. And the boy presented it to the Lord. And what happened? Because he was there, he showed up in other people's lives. What happens? God makes it multiply and everybody is fed. Well, guess what? That can happen in your life too. You have beauty, you have talent, you have this ability to bear good fruit. But in order to bear good fruit, in order to be fruitful, 
for the Lord and for the kingdom, in order to invite other people into the faith, which is the most important gift that you can plant in the seed of a child, of a man, of a woman, doesn't matter how old they are, nobody is too far gone. If there's still breath in their lungs and a beat in their heart, they can be changed by God. I've seen it day after day. I've seen it with the smallest of children. I've seen it with the oldest of people right before they passed. And it was genuine. It was authentic. And God knows. The timing of God has no bounds. But he's asking us today, are you willing to enter into a life with him so that way you can go out and to bear fruit that he's calling you to bear? For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good. A good person. Yes, there are many good people in this world, but God is calling us to be more than just a good person by the world's standards. He's calling us to be a good person in the faith, to be a disciple, to lead others closer to him. That is the goodness, that is the fruit that we're trying to bear. We're thirsting for souls to enter eternal life. There's no greater gift, again, than the faith that you can give and share with other people. And it's doing it in a way that they can understand, comprehend, walking with them, journeying with them, especially in the times of difficulty, especially in the times of doubt, especially when they feel like they don't know how to do so. Because you're giving them something that God wants them to have so badly. And that's why he said that the Harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. There's so many people out there that need the Lord in their life. And it doesn't mean that if you have God in your life, you're better than anybody else. No, but your heart is in a better place. Not from your own doing, but from allowing God to enter in. He thirsts again for everybody's heart and he wants to transform them so that way they can experience the joy. See, this is not about you or me. This isn't about, oh, wow, I led this many people to the Lord. No, it's all about God. It's about looking out for your brothers and sisters. If you care about somebody today, if you care about the people in your life, sometimes you have to have some hard conversations. Sometimes you've got to share with them some things that maybe they don't want to hear or don't know how to hear. But ask God to give you the words to do so. Ask him to soften the message. Ask him to share the love that he has with you and that you've experienced in your life with the people that you really care about because it really matters. We're talking about life and death and not just ending here in 90 years or so if we live a long life. No, we're talking about eternity. We're talking about experiencing God's joy in the reign of the kingdom forever or the exact opposite. And yes, graces are going to overflow. Mercy is going to be abundant and we need the Lord in our life every single day to allow us to get to that place. But understand, you can produce that good fruit and you are light in the world. You are salt of the earth as he calls us. The last part here says, for from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Are we using our words? Are we using every day? a platform, a way to impact the lives of other people? Are we speaking from the heart? Are we speaking truth into people's lives? And are we showing them how much God loves them? Because there's no greater way to win somebody over for the kingdom. There's no greater way 
than to share the love of Christ and how he thirsts for other people's souls than to be Christ for others, than to show up in lives and to do things that might seem unexplainable or unimaginable. If you want to really win somebody over, if you have that true love and depth, you're going to produce that fruit from the Lord, then there's nothing that will stop you because he will give you the power and the ability and the graciousness to do it every single day. And by doing so, you will gain souls for the kingdom. It might be hard. It might be challenging. There are going to be times where you feel like quitting. You might feel like giving up. You feel like you're powerless. Well, then trust and rely on God that much more. Allow him to fill up your cup because when it fills up, you will have an overflowing abundant of grace that you could share with those that you encounter. Today, your challenge is to go out there and to do one kind, beautiful act of love to somebody else in order to show other people who Jesus is who he wants to be for them, and how much God loves them. The mercy and the beauty of the Holy Spirit, allow it to penetrate your own heart so that way you can go out and be his hands and feet in the world. Do it by your acts. The fruitfulness of your labor will be ripe if you go out there and you harvest for the Lord, if you labor, not in vain, but you do so to build up his kingdom. You stay humble, yet hungry, to bring others closer to God each and every day. And by trusting in him, by staying in prayer, by staying in his word, by journeying with other people, you will truly be his light in the world. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we, lo- we love you. We thank you. We embrace you. We invite you into our hearts today. Help us. Help us to persevere during trials. Help us to understand that it's not about us, but your fruitfulness, the abundance of your love, your mercy, and your righteousness, your holiness can be transformative in our hearts. And when our hearts are changed, then we too can go out and we can change the world through the love of your son. Give us the strength today to go out there, to battle all that is evil, all the sinfulness, to ask for your forgiveness, to forgive others, and to invite them on to the journey of heaven because you love them, you thirst for their soul, and you want nothing more for them to receive that abundant joy that is found in your son our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. Have a great day. And as always, keep living life to the fullest. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at ef3life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.